Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News. Hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, how to fight back against illegal and unconstitutional vaccine requirements. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. is to keep staff um, employed. Um, I, I lost a dishwasher last Sunday. I lost a cook today. Jason Juggling is the owner of Plaza Inn Restaurant in Ontario. Even after hearing the Oregon Health Authority's new guidance, this sign stays up. That masks are required when they come in. Most customers, our community has been so supportive. And so they said, you know, we'll do what we have to do to keep your doors open. Under the new guidance, business owners have two options. Require proof of vaccination for those who wish to unmask or simply leave the mask mandate in place. 60, 70 percent of our customer base does come in with a mask. Um, 30 percent probably don't. And I'm like not going to ask 30 percent if they have the vaccine or not. Just not going to do it. I don't have the time. I'll take their word for it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to ask to see their card. Do you believe that most people who are not wearing masks are all vaccinated? Sarah Poe, director of Malheur County Health Department, says she understands that some businesses might not apply the new interim guidance. But she says ditching your mask without proof of vaccination is not an option in Oregon. And so if somebody enters a business without a face covering, there's uh, supposed to be policies in place that they are stopped, that they're offered a mask. And if they refuse to wear a mask, that they are refused um, service in person, but they can get, um, but that accommodation should be offered. Ho says violation of the new guidance can result in a Class C misdemeanor by the state, but that Malheur County Health Department will respond first with an education-based approach. And we still have a lot of cases around us, and we've um, lost several people just in the last month, and uh, unfortunately, this is just not over. So I feel like this is an option. It actually is supposed to be uh, a positive thing. For me to have to stand at the front door or asking me to stand at the front door or me hiring out somebody, you know, and then and that puts a lot of pressure on said employees. Stop the tape. This is the insanity that's going on in blue states. If you don't live in a blue state, this is informational for you. And it's probably a huge relief that you do not live in one of these Marxist blue states, California, Oregon. Oregon is actually worse than California. It just doesn't get the publicity that California does because of this flamboyant governor who's facing a recall election. And I don't know if he's going to be recalled, but he is facing a day of judgment, at least, probably September 
October, maybe as late as November. I think they're going to call it early. We'll see what happens. We're going to know very soon in California. But the point is, Oregon, Oregon is what I like to say because it's gone. It's gone off the constitutional rails. It has a Marxist governor related to Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown, the former governor who laid the Marxist foundation for the current governor in in California. It's all incestual. And we know that Newsom is related either through marriage or blood or whatever to Nancy Pelosi. It's disgusting. It is the monarchy that the framers of the Constitution rejected and tried uh, desperately to prevent happening here. And apparently you have it on the West Coast. And it's bled into Washington, D.C., Nancy Pelosi, the main person, the, the most powerful member of Congress, and some would say maybe the most powerful in government, period. Second only maybe to Dr. Fauci. Don't worry, I have no nails on the chalkboard moment with Dr. Fauci. We're just going to bypass Fauci because he's a joke. He's become a national joke. He doesn't even know he's a joke. He's a caricature uh, of himself. We're going to dive into the facts. Um, But the fact of the matter is, did you hear the poor restaurateur trying to explain, hey, we don't have the resources to enforce your mandate, Sarah Poe, whoever's... Can I get sexist here for a minute? Why is it always the women yelling loudest about masks? Why is it the Karens out there? You know, you see guys and women walking together, even during the height of the mask. The guys would have a mask off and the woman would have the mask on. What? What is it? Tell me. What is it about the female gene that creates this vitriol on certain topics, in particular this one and this quasi-Nazi, this Marxist, this Sarah Poe, whoever the hell she is, has domain and reign over these poor people in Ontario, Oregon. Where is Ontario, Oregon? You don't have to Google it. I'll tell you real quick. It's right at the border with Idaho. And that's why they do this market in Ontario. I don't know what the size is. It's probably very, very small. Um, But maybe it's part of the Boise uh, market because it's not too far from Boise. I don't know. But the bottom line is this poor little town in Ontario is under the thumb of this Marxist Sarah Poe, whoever the hell that is in the report there. Is, well, if you don't have a mask, you, you must be stopped. And if you refuse, refuse, listen to this word, refuse to wear a mask, you will be refused service. What country are we living in? If you replace some of this verbiage and you superimpose it into 1930s, late 1930s, early 1940s, Germany, they would fit perfectly. You've got to show proof. How do you show proof? Papers. Show me your papers. Show me. It's it's unbelievable. And this poor guy running a pizza parlor, whatever he's running on Ontario, Oregon, You heard him. We can't even retain employees. You want us to police your unconstitutional and illegal laws? They are illegal. And that's what I want to get into. And we'll get into it with our guest from the Health Freedom Defense Fund, who is fighting major battles and chalking up major wins. And you're going to hear about one major victory, a very, very important one that could unravel this whole nonsense. 
of vaccine requirements. Remember, vaccine requirements are illegal. They're unconstitutional, but on top of unconstitutional, they are illegal. And one by one, we've got to fight these battles. We've got to fight them in the court, but you have to fight them personally. And so we're going to go into that, how we as just individuals fight these unconstitutional, illegal mask, or sorry, vaccine requirements. The mask is illegal too. And if you've been with your buddy here, Graham Ledger, for this entire fiasco, who was early on, who was from the very beginning say, reject the mask? Now, I did it for a multitude of reasons, but I also did my homework. The masks don't work, and we've proven this time and time again, but for me, it's more of a compliance test, an anti-constitutional compliance test that I will not submit to. And yes, I said early on, I would rather die from the Wuhan coronavirus than submit to unconstitutional orders from Marxists like Gavin Newsom. It is the truth. I said it then, made headlines. I'll say it again now. would rather die from the Wuhan China coronavirus. And by the way, There is mounting evidence that this thing was created. I don't like to go down rabbit holes. I've never done that. But there is growing evidence. There's an article out of Fox News. There's growing evidence that this thing was manufactured in a lab in China and either accidentally or on purpose got out whatever through bats or whatever. Dr. Fauci, it doesn't matter. Gain of function. They were doing gain of function research. And they wanted to see how bad it is. So they let it out. I think that's probably what happened. It really doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. What does matter in this country is the government response has been atrocious and a constitutional debacle. And we can never let it happen again, but I'm afraid it will. I'm absolutely afraid it will. And this time, I can see the train coming. It's going to be in the name of climate change. I know it. It's coming. It's coming. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I want to remind you of the new sponsor of this program, Relief Factor. I just took some today, and my aches and pain. I have an ache in my uh, left thumb here. It's all on the left side of my body. I'm just guessing why. <laughs> I have a lower pain, ache, left side, my knee. It's got a little, I don't know, what is it? Uh, it's pain, and um, the Relief Factor uh, is helping me. I'm a vitamin person anyway, and the Relief Factor, there's no drugs in it. Remember that. So if you go to uh, my website, there's a link right there on the homepage to relieffactor.com. It'll take you directly to relieffactor.com slash forward slash ledger. That's my unique URL, they call it. So relieffactor.com forward slash ledger. Or you can call this here phone number if you want to write it down, 833-425-7246. And what you get if you sign up is a three-week uh, quick start for 1995. 1995 to make the pain go away. Uh, I say hell yeah, and um, it's great stuff, including omegas and uh, turmeric and all this stuff that I believe in, and I hope you do too. And, and maybe you can um, try it out. Also, this program brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow and Frank Speech soon to come, hopefully. A quick mention about Frank's speech. If you're trying to sign up or trying to use it, 
Uh, I'm on the inside of this thing, and they're being mercilessly bombarded by these bots, by these cyber attacks. I think, I think they said to me in one email, and I hope I'm not violating privacy here, that they, Frank Speech, was bombarded by as much cyber attacks as Amazon has traffic to its site. Think about that. I don't know what the numbers are for Amazon, but I know they are the mega site, right? They're going to be top 10, maybe top 5. Google's probably number 1, right? But in terms of traffic, uh, that's a huge volume. And so just imagine this volume being foisted upon this burgeoning uh, free speech platform. Isn't that amazing? This is the society we live in in this country. And who knows? It could be coming from you know some guy in a tank top in Russia. I don't know. Or in China. Um uh, the reality is there are people who want to shut down free speech. I've been deplatformed from YouTube, um, and uh, I've been attacked on Twitter. I've been put in uh, double-secret probation on Facebook, and it's just a joke. So we need frank speech to survive, and we want to support Mike Lendell. So this is the way to support us. Go to MyPillow.com, put in Ledger in the promo code box, and you get up to 66% off. And don't forget to go to GrahamLedger.com. Links to both these two sponsors, Relief Factor and MyPillow, uh, on the GrahamLedger.com site. But also, you can answer the Ledger Register question, and, and that is, this is a ridiculous question to ask, but I have to ask it. Is your local grocery store still requiring you to wear a mask? And I know if you're in California and probably Oregon, the answer is going to be yes. You talk about Neanderthal. Texas is not the Neanderthals, Joe Biden. It's California. It's Oregon. It's New York. It's J.B. Pritzker territory in Illinois. Those are the Neanderthals. The Before I get to the information about standing up to the vaccine requirements, I, I want to touch on what some are calling bombshell uh, information out of natural news. There was a report that the government of Connecticut is covering up or secretly telling some people that the vaccines are potentially deadly. Now, we know that they are. We know the vaccines are potentially deadly. And we know they have some devastating, potentially devastating side effects. And we know that people in this country writ large are not being told the truth about these potentially deadly or debilitating side effects. And so little by little, we're getting some information out there. And so Natural News has this report, but it dovetails in this other report out of BioRxiv. I don't know what that is, but obviously Rx, it's a, it's a medical journal and a, a peer review. It's a place where you can publish your studies. And so one study that's been published regarding the vaccines, in particular, you know, using these mRNA lipid non-nanoparticles, they call them, nanoparticles. I want to get this right. mRNA lipid nanoparticles. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know what in the wide world of sports that is, okay? But I, I do know this. I can read the abstract and I can read the summaries and part of what they're saying is there is an inflammation that's taking place. 
when these mRNAs, spike proteins, they call them. And little by little, we're learning this, right? So these are spike proteins being injected in your body. They're not a vaccine. They're spike proteins. They're being called a vaccine. We're going to use the term vaccine just to let you know what we're talking about, but they're not vaccines. Okay, so the COVID vaccines are so-called, are these spike proteins, right? And these spike proteins ostensibly adhere themselves to any kind of uh, cells that would be susceptible to the Wuhan coronavirus and protect you ostensibly. But the problem is they also adhere to other cells. This is the way I would explain it as a layman. And excuse me if you're a doctor out there and you know, or a scientist and you know better than I, but I'm trying to explain it in kind of layman terms here. So they adhere themselves to perfectly healthy cells. And the net result are problems sometimes. In particular, inflammation sometimes. And inflammation, when we look at women in the ovaries. Now, I can't read these charts that are out there. I have no idea. I just know what the numbers say. And I know that the numbers are more than some of the other numbers on, on these charts. But I can read the summaries, as I said. And so part of the abstract summary of this latest study is, here we present evidence that the LNPs, that's the Lipid nanoparticles, okay? These are the things that are um, going into the body. The LNPs used in many preclinical studies are highly inflammatory. All right? Next line. The same dose of LNP, that's the lipid nanoparticles, delivered internasally, intranasally, led to similar inflammatory responses in the lung and resulted in a high mortality rate. Okay, did you hear that? So, it resulted in inflammation of the lung and a high mortality rate. This is part of the preclinical trial. So, they're doing this on mice. Okay, they're doing it on mice. And you say, oh, it's a mouse, so it's not a human. <laughs> well, how do you think we do? preclinical trials before we do human. We do them on, a, on lab mice, okay? But usually this process is not done in months. And I'm not, don't get me wrong here. I, God bless Donald Trump for allowing this to be sped up and allowing people the choice to get these so-called vaccines or not. But you see where I'm headed here. We don't know the long-term ramifications. We know some short-term and the short term is inflammation. And in particular, again, when we look at women, we want to look at young women who are getting this so-called vaccine. And if you have inflamed ovaries, is that causing permanent damage? You cannot undo this so-called vaccine, right? It is not a vaccine. It's a medical device that's being injected in people's bodies. And you can't undo it. It's in there. You can do... What some people are suggesting, like Judy Mikovits, that you know you start eating a healthy uh, diet and you take a bunch of supplements to try and counteract as much as you can if you have vaccine remorse. But there's really no way to undo what has been done. And so Dr. Naomi Wolf, you've probably heard of her. She's been banned all over the place. She's been uh, shadow banned like I have been on social media. I'm sure she's been deplatformed um, on YouTube just like yours truly. She writes... Lipid nanoparticles accumulate in organs, ovaries, tested brain, 
the mRNA-LNP platform lipid nanoparticle component used in preclinical vaccine studies is highly inflammatory. Sorry for all the large words there. (laughs) But the bottom line is, she's trying to point out that there's inflammation that's going on in particular in female ovaries. Anybody have a problem with that? Is anybody listening? Does anybody care out there? All you hear is, oh, we're going to have a lottery to force you to get a a, a vaccine. We're going to try, yeah, we're going to give away a car. We're going to give away a college scholarship. Is that what they're doing in New York? This is insanity. What about these young people's lives? I would imagine, I don't have the data, but I'm just guessing that it's a younger demographic that's probably less vaccinated than the older demographic. I mean, we started with the older demographic anyway, right? Older people, they want to go on cruises. And by the way, cruises is something to think about here. And I understand you want to go on a cruise. But these ships, even though they have to deal with the United States and the FDA and the CDC and all that kind of stuff, these ships are registered in foreign ports almost uniformly, right? So they they do have to deal with this, but they don't. And... What we're hearing now is that, yeah, there'll be a cruise if 95% of the people who are on board are vaccinated. This is crazy stuff. This is crazy. From an American constitutional perspective, what we're doing is creating two classes of people. And I know there are some Jews out there. They're mostly Democrat Jews who are offended by the Star of David. And then it says vaccine or COVID vaccine, I've been, I've been vaccinated or n- not been vaccinated is what they actually are saying. So you have the Star of David, the yellow star with a little safety pin on it says not vaccinated. That's exactly what we're creating in this country. It is exactly what we are forming. Two tiers. One tier that's acceptable because they have consumed the Kool-Aid and the other tier that's not acceptable because they're refusing the Kool-Aid. And the people who are refusing the Kool-Aid are getting the star signifying that you haven't had the so-called vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus. In other words, we're supposed to run around with a mask on people who have not had the so-called vaccine. That is, in effect, you could, if you don't like Star David like they did in in Hitler's Germany, fine. Just make it a scarlet letter, okay? Remember the scarlet letter? Probably a lot of you don't. But it was an A, okay? So maybe in this case, we just make it a V, no vaccine, a V, okay? So it's a scarlet letter. And this is horrible. This is so anti-constitutional. It's so anti-framers of the Constitution and so anti-founding documents. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness... How in the world can you have any of those with a giant scarlet letter V taped upon you? But thank God, and I do mean thank God. I'm not just throwing that line out there. Thank God we have organizations like the Health Freedom Defense Fund, whose mission, whose sworn mission, it's not a huge organization, but their mission is to engage these atrocities that are being done in the name of science and in health. And boy, did they land a big one. And boy, did they score what appears to be an early victory 
in the name of the United States Constitution and protecting the constitutional rights of Americans who are potentially being forced to show some sort of proof of vaccine when it is highly illegal and highly unconstitutional. Joining me now, the president and founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund, Leslie Manukian. Leslie, you folks, uh, on behalf of a whole lot of people in California, have scored what I consider a pretty heavy-duty victory, although um, it's not 100%, but it's certainly pushing things in the constitutional direction, which is what we should uh, be concerned about here. And it's you took on the LAUSD, which is the Los Angeles Unified School District, and the California School Board Association, which I, I would potentially has even more uh, power and is more domineering over what goes on in California inside the schools. But you took these entities on and you said to them, hey, no, you can't force your employees of the LAUSD to show proof of vaccination. So this is a huge victory. And, and what did it hinge upon? So it all hinges upon something called emergency use authorization. And just to clarify, we helped employees of the Los Angeles Unified School District to sue LAUSD's um, uh, superintendent and director of human resources. So that's superintendent Austin Butner and director of human resources, Linda Del Cueto. So we helped these employees to sue these people and it was on the basis of something called emergency use authorization. The federal government defines any product under emergency use authorization as investigational, i.e. experimental. <clears throat> and as such, experimental products cannot be mandated. And the terms of the emergency use authorization, which is how not only the vaccines have been issued in the United States, but also the masks and the tests, they're only EUA. The terms stipulate that the products must give or carry the right to accept or refuse. So anybody, any business or government entity that is trying to mandate these products is actually violating federal law. And I want to back up a little bit there because I believe you, you threw in their masks as well. And this is very, very important. There is no scientific research. And this is something that I've been talking about since March of last year that there is no scientific research. In fact, the scientific research is the opposite, that masks do nothing to mitigate the spread of any virus, including the Wuhan coronavirus. And people need to know their rights. But, you know, if you, practically speaking, you walk into a business and you have these Karens at the front and say, you got to wear a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, you have to get out of here. And you start to to try and have a rational conversation with them, they don't want to hear it. You know, practically speaking, it's unbelievable how the law is being malapplied. It's it's even worse than that because not only is it being malapplied, but they are completely ignoring what the FDA specifically says in the EUA for masks, and that is that these products may not be marketed or portrayed as preventing virus transmission or doing anything with respect to transmission or infection. It specifically states that in the terms of the EUA for all the masks that have been issued across the United States. Okay, so, so the FDA is admitting that masks don't do anything. Right. And then on top of that, Graham, you have so much science. You've got the FDA review of all the research, all of the randomized controlled trials produced 
published last May, May of 2020, which found that there was no um, improvement for people wearing masks in when they have flu. And then you also have a US Marine study, and you've also got a, a study out of Danish, with both, which both proved negligible, if any, impact. In fact, you got a CD were more thing. likely to get sick when right they on, wore the masks. Right. Because of the bacteria that forms. It, it, it's a common, I use the grandmother test. What would your grandmother say if you wore a mask all day long for eight oh my hours? Gosh. She'd yeah. slap you up. I know she'd slap me upside the head, hit me with a wooden spoon. Yes. But, but the bottom line is on the <laughs> CDC website, the very first place I went to when I started researching masks was on the CDC website. They have yeah. a publication. They, they, they did a peer reviewed study in 2018 that said it can do nothing. But I want to go back to the LAUSD because this is important. This is the practical application of fighting back against these unconstitutional, unlawful mandates, whether it's a mask or a proof of vaccination. So it's a victory, a qualified victory. And we say qualified because in the end, they're never gonna give up. And we know what the teachers union want. We know where they stand. And I don't even wanna go down that rabbit hole. But so far, the, it appears that the employees of LAUSD, which are tens of thousands of people, um, mm -hmm. have, a, have a nice constitutional victory in their pocket, potentially going into the fall session. But what about the children? Does this apply well, to the kids? Okay, so first I wanna clarify, what's happened so far is that the California Board of Schools Association has issued statements, basically done interviews with the press stating that they've conferred with their attorneys and hey, you know what? We can't mandate EUA products. Yeah, they're exactly. losing court, right? They're basically okay. saying they're gonna lose in court, right? It's exactly what our lawsuit alleged, exactly, that you cannot mandate an EUA product. And so they've backed down. They've backed down though by going to their friendly media outlets and sort of talking about it on the, you know, quiet, essentially. And so what we're going to do is we're going to call them into court and insist that they stipulate to the court that we're right and that they won't try and do this. That's where we'll go with this. Um, with respect to um, what will happen after that, that's a different story because now we have to actually challenge the idea that someone can force you to risk your life in order to go to school or to have a job and um, feed your family, right? So that's different. Once the products become approved and licensed by the FDA, it will be a different legal challenge. Which they're we not. Are prepared they're to not. Do. They're not. They're not yet, but they, they will be, be soon. Grant. Well, is, from the way I read it, it's at least two years and, and there's a chance, Leslie, these things may never. But what about the kids? So um, we and other groups are in the process of preparing lawsuits on behalf of the children Good. In, the, in Southern California and elsewhere. We're also preparing lawsuits against colleges and universities. So there's a really, really big push. I mean, the, my, my foundation, you know, my nonprofit is called Health Freedom Defense Fund. And the whole reason for, uh, for our existence is to protect and instill in the, in the public consciousness, the notion of bodily autonomy, bodily integrity. It is insane that people think it's okay for someone to ask you your medical advice, your medical um, history rather, or to ask you um, to prove that you've been vaccinated for something that is extremely low risk for most people, has very, very um, adequate treatments, and it's your private business. And these vaccines can injure and kill. And this is documented well in the medical literature yep. and the vaccine adverse events reporting system has received about 4,500 reports of deaths after these shots and over 200,000, I think it's 260,000 or 270,000 reports 
of adverse reactions, including over 20,000 serious reactions. Yep. This is insane. And we need to basically stand up because if, if someone or a government or a business entity can tell us what we have to put into our bodies, we're not free, we're slaves. Absolutely. So can I ask you a question and you give me kind of a short answer to it because I want to get on to how folks can, can help out in this situation. Is it not a violation of the HIPAA laws that are in place to say to someone, hey, wear a mask, okay, but, but I'm talking specifically about the, the vaccinations, so-called yeah. vaccines, which I don't believe they're vaccines and many of us don't believe they're vaccines. There are medical devices being injected into people, okay? Agreed. Call, but we'll stipulate, we'll call them vaccines. Is it not a violation of HIPAA? So to ask about your vaccination status? It's certainly a violation of our medical privacy and just our basic human rights. Um, HIPAA particularly specifically pertains to medical providers releasing your information. And so I think that this is why the government is enlisting the help of businesses to do its bidding because they know that they can't get medical providers to do this and the government can't do it. They can't force you, but they can get, you know, essentially we live in a fascist, fascist country, Graham. That's where we've come to. And so they're getting businesses to do their bidding because they're not covered by HIPAA. They're not governed by HIPAA. That makes sense. It makes sense from a Marxist uh, point of view. Um, so finally, uh, how can people uh, participate in this? I, and I encourage people to push back at their local levels. You know, I. I encourage people at the grocery store to talk to the checker about wearing a mask for eight hours and how that scientifically becomes a loaded mask, loaded with all kinds of bacteria and germs. And I challenge people to push back any kind of businesses, any kind of governmental agencies that are requiring some sort of proof of, of vaccination in, for, in order for you to do A, B, and C. So how can people practically speaking, uh, push back against this, knowing that they have the constitution on their side, but also the law on their side. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you can come to Health Freedom Defense Fund and our website is healthfreedomdefense.org and please support our work. We have a whole suite, a long-term plan of lawsuits to expose these people who are perpetrating this kind of medical tyranny on us and hold them accountable. So we've got a, a three to five year action plan of lawsuits, but we can't do it without your help. We need people's support. So please go to healthfreedomdefense.org and support our work. The other thing that you can do is to walk away. That's what's going to happen. I think going to need to happen is that people are, needing, are going to have to say, listen, if you are going to try and force me to take your test, which is fake, the PCR tests are not a valid assessment of whether or not you're sick. And FDA admits this. It's very, very clear on their website. Um, if you're going to force me to mask, or if you're going to try and get me to inject my body with something of unknown implication and origin, I'm not going to do business with you. I'm not going to interact with you. The truth is we have the numbers on our side. Less than few, fewer than 50% of the U.S. population has actually been fully vaccinated at this point for this. And I agree with you. These shots are not true vaccines. They are something else. They are a medical device. But the point is that they don't, after this huge push, the massive public relations campaign that they have um, pursued for the last 18 months, they've only gotten to less than 50% of our population. You have a lot of people on your side. And I think we need to start, and I'm going to start a walk away movement. Walk away from an employer, walk away from a school, walk away from whatever. This is more important, I'm sorry, but even just having a job, 
is not as important as standing up for our freedom. Because if you're a slave in that job, what's the point? I agree. At the I end agree. of the day, we have to stand up and we have but to stand up now or it's going to get a lot worse. But if we don't walk away and we want to fight, is there, are there some, I'm out of time, but are there some resources on your website? Do you have a, a, a website that's got some um, information for people to point to, to their employers and say, hey, this is the law. Yes, go to healthfreedomdefense.org and click on resources. We have notices to employers and FAQs for you to educate yourselves and your employers or your schools or whomever about the law, about what federal law is. Provide them with those notices. If that doesn't work, send us an email at info at healthfreedomdefense.org and we will send a cease and desist letter on your behalf. All right, that's well, what that's we're doing. Leslie, you're doing uh, you're doing God's work. You're doing constitutional work, but you're doing God's work. Keep it up. Uh, thank you, and I encourage everybody to go to healthfreedomdefense.org and use these resources and possibly help the organization. Leslie, thank you very much. Thank you, Graham. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Now we don't have all the legal resources that some of these foundations have, and and we can't fight these court battles necessarily the way some of these organizations are, and they're fighting on behalf of us, by the way. But we can, in our own little spheres, fight back. And fight back with the truth. Fight back with the law. And the law is just very clear. I want to reiterate it again. This is an experimental so-called vaccine. It is not FDA approved. It is issued under an emergency use authorization. Therefore, it is not licensed and can't be licensed for at least two years. But it probably would not be licensed until well beyond that, maybe five, six years, if it's ever licensed at all. So the important part here is that it's not licensed. And because it's experimental and not licensed, these so-called vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus can not be mandated by anyone, by any entity, for any reason. And we need to stand up and tell the world or your little sphere when you encounter situations like this, tell them the reality. Stand up for the Constitution. Stand up for the rule of law and the law itself. And stand up for what we know is right as Americans. And that is fight back against these illegal and unconstitutional so-called requirements for proof of vaccination for the Wuhan coronavirus. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.